This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the only official home of Swamp Boys Genetics. SeedsHereNow.com also carries seeds from TH Seeds, Aficionado Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Now let's jump into the podcast. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 677 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to go over a little checklist I've created. I've got a list of things that can help us keep our plants and our garden and our equipment in top working order. Before I get to that list, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Red Eyed Optimist. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Mr. Mean Green. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Rasta Green Thumb. Let's send a thank you shout out to Brendan Grows. I want to send a big thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my buddy Made While Medicated. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Luke. I want to send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Thomas M. Let's send a big high five and a thank you shout out to a longtime supporter, my buddy Godfather Kush. Let's send a thank you shout out to another longtime supporter, Zaxxon Starker. Let's not forget about my buddy Captain Mojo. Then let's wrap it all up with a big thank you shout out to my buddy Mobius Grows. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen, and you know I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. Speaking of show notes and video descriptions, this is the part of the show where I invite you to join the Irie Genetics Discord server. There are approximately 1,500 members of the Irie Genetics Discord server, and honestly, I don't know why you are missing the party. Join us. It's a good time. It's a party. There are a lot of great things going on on the Discord server. We are doing actions and waffles. Today, somebody got a great pack of unreleased seeds. They've got a one-of-one pack, some seeds that have never been released. Uh, They've got the only pack so far. They got that on the Discord on a waffle there. The only way to get access to that was the Discord server. So join us on the Discord. I talk about it a lot. There are actions. There are waffles happening. Uh, There is yoga going on. There's grow talk happening. There's help and advice and just random hanging out over on the Discord. I do invite you to join me. There's a link, of course, in the show notes and the video description. I do look forward to seeing you on the Discord server. I will be there as soon as I'm done recording. It takes a little while for that file from that camera and that camera to load up into the computer. As they load, I go take dabs in the Discord server with the crew. So that's my way of winding down and hanging out. Join me. I might be there when you pop in. All right, that's enough rambling about the Discord server. 
What else do we want to talk about? Let's get right into the main topic of this show. We've been talking enough. Let's get right to the main part. This show will come out right before the first. I think it actually comes out on the 31st if there are that many days this month. I didn't keep good count. We should be right about the first as this episode comes out. As many people listen to this episode, it will be the first of the month. This is a good time to run through a checklist of things in our garden to make sure that everything is in top working condition. A lot of things get overlooked. We get busy. I'm extremely busy. It is outdoor season. It is harvest season. Uh, we're shifting from the uh, summer to the fall, from the warm to the cold is what I call it. So we've got to rebuild all the indoor grows. It is harvest time for the outdoor season. There are going to be a lot of seeds to shuck. It is going to be busy. When you get that busy, a lot of things get overlooked. I always say that there's that one corner that doesn't get swept. There's always that one tray that doesn't get washed. There's that one plant in the back that gets ignored. It is now time to make sure we get to all those small details because over time they will build up and that's what causes us problems. Stay on top of your shit. So my point is, it is the first of the month. It is a good time to go through the checklist. It's also payday, so you should have a few bucks to handle any supplies or corrections that need to be made. And if not, now's the time to start thinking about budgeting more properly for the grow because shit will come up, things will go awry, and we've got to return money into our investment if we want it to keep returning for us. All right, let me get myself back on track. First of the month update. The first of the month, the first thing I would think about is clean everything. Clean everything. All everything in the grow space, everything outside the grow space, everything involved in the grow. It is time to clean it. Let's clean. If you've got lights with the glass reflection, with the glass space there, let's clean that glass. If you've got air conditioners, if you've got fans, let's clean all of that stuff. Clean everything. You know it needs to be cleaned. It is your facility. It's your grow. It's your space. Clean it. Start at the ceiling. Work your way all the way down to the floor. Clean the floor. Clean the tops of the lights. The tops of my lights get really dusty. I've got some HPS lights. They're big squares. The top of that gets really dusty up there. Clean that shit. If you've got LED lights, turn off the lights. If you're going to clean your lights, let them cool. That's a quick disclaimer. Let the lights cool down before you clean them. Clean all the glass. If you've got LEDs, clean the diodes really carefully. I don't know how you do that with your lights. Read the instructions, but it may be time to clean your lights and your equipment. Uh, I had some fungus gnats. A buddy gave me a clone, and it came with free fungus gnats. My fault. Should have quarantined that sucker better. But around my grow light, there are a bunch of fungus gnats right around the LED bulb. So I had to get some Q-tips and some rubbing alcohol and clean out all the dead fungus gnats. So there's things like that that will need to be done. Clean everything. That thing you've been avoiding, there's something. We've all got that one area, that one little thing that's a pain in the ass to clean. Clean it. Now's the time. Just take a moment. Just dedicate that day to it. It is cleaning day. Let's do it. Let's talk about stuff in depth that we should clean. Filters. We often overlook cleaning filters. You've got air conditioner filters that need to be cleaned. Are your carbon filters still working? How long have those carbon filters been around? Do you need to replace them? The next time you replace your carbon filter, get a piece of duct tape and write the date on that duct tape and put that somewhere on your carbon filter just so you can look and say, this has been here for a year. It's almost time to change it. They're supposed to give you two years. They're supposed to be good for two years. Mine don't last that long, which is a compliment. I'm, I'm thinking that I'm growing the dank and you can smell it and that carbon filter just ain't working. So I replace it about every year or so, maybe every year and a half, even though you're supposed to get two years is it working? Go outside, give it a smell, uh, leave for a little while. Don't come back directly into the grow area. Walk around outside the grow area and see, can you smell it? Bring somebody new, see if they smell it. You've probably gone nose blind and you don't even smell your grow anymore. Let's be safe. Is the carbon filter working? So clean your filters, uh, your air conditioner filters, your carbon filter. What about 
uh, in your hydro setup. I know when I run a hydro setup, I put a filter that goes from the tank uh, between the tank and the emitters. There is a filter thing. It's like a 45 degree angle that hangs down so that all the heavy shit falls into there as the water passes through the watering system. Has that filter been taken out and cleaned thoroughly? Have you cleaned your hydro lines like the whole system starting from the pump all the way down to the emitters? Maybe just uh, take the emitters out of the plants if you can and just run some sort of cleaner through there. Maybe an enzyme, maybe some Fizan, something just to clean all that shit out of there. You may be surprised what comes out of your watering system. When I build tables with long, big auto watering systems and long PVC pipes and long uh, flex tubes, uh, we make a cap on one end where we can open it and actually blast water through and clean it. And you would be amazed at all of the nutrient buildup and all the gunk and junk that builds up inside those lines. And you don't know it's there. And you're basically feeding the plants that stuff every time you're watering and you don't know it's there. So take a minute, clean out your hydro lines. All that stuff may be built up with gunk. Uh, use an enzyme. An enzymatic product will definitely help break that down. Fizan 20 will push it out. Then make sure you rinse that stuff out of your system out of the hydro lines, out of all the tubes, out of everything before you put it back, uh, put the emitters back in the plants. We don't want to put uh, hygrozyme or too much hygrozyme or too much Fizan into the plants. So the natural part is fine, but you don't want to do too much. Uh, the cleaning ratio will be stronger than what you're using for feeding. So clean all those tubes, uh, clean the glass on the lights. I talked about if you have vented lights, clean that glass between the bulb and your canopy, clean that. That's going to reduce, if that is dirty, that's going to drastically reduce the amount of lumens uh, that make it from the light bulb down to your canopy. That glass is already cutting enough down. Any speck of dirt, any foliar feed, any pesticide spray that gathered on that lens is going to drastically reduce the amount of light that makes it to your canopy. It will drastically reduce light penetration. Speaking of bulbs, how long has it been since you've taken a light meter, a lumen meter, a par meter, any sort of meter to your lights to test how much they're putting out? If you're using HPS or uh, metal halides, they put out 100%. You can turn them down, but they're still putting out whatever you've got it turned to. It's putting out 100% of that power. Is the bulb giving you 100% of those lumens? My recommendation, when you get a new bulb, get a par meter, uh, some sort of a meter, something reliable that you're going to use next time also. A basic lumen meter is perfect. Get a piece of string or a ruler or a tape measure, some way that you can measure consistently. What I'm going to say is get a piece of string about 18 inches long. It's about 18 inches, right? Get a piece of string about 18 inches long and tie it to the end of your lumen meter. Put one end at the light and then hold it the length of that string. Now, every time you measure, you're 18 inches from the light and see what the number is on your lumen meter. Write that number down. Then every few months, every couple of months, hold that lumen meter up to the light at the same distance and see what number it is showing you. If it's gone down to, if it's 30%, 50% less than what it was showing you, it is definitely time to change that bulb. You're paying for 100% of that electricity and you're getting 50 to 70% of the output from that bulb. If you swap out that bulb, you'll get 100% output again. You'll be getting the electricity that you're paying for. Is the cost of that bulb offsetting the waste of electricity that you're spending? You're pumping the electricity into it. Let's have a bulb that will give us the light that we're paying for, right? So uh, test your bulbs. Mark the date somewhere when you do get a new bulb, when you do finally replace those bulbs. Uh, at the grocery store that I used to shop at a long time ago before things got real busy, when you would buy a new bulb, they would take the bulb out of the box and write the date on the little copper part that screws into the, the fixture. That was a cool idea, but if I wanted to see the date of my bulb, I had to unscrew it and take it out of there and look. Now I take a piece of duct tape and I write the date that I put a new bulb in my light fixture and I put that duct tape 
on the light fixture. And I want to know when that light went in there. It's printed right there on the light fixture. I just got to look right there. So that went in January 1st. I got plenty of time on that bulb. Let's measure the lumens. I know how long it's been there. I know how many lumens it's given me. Things are working out. Make some notes. Set yourself up for success. All of the notes you make are setting yourself up for success. We smoke. That's why we grow. Most of us are consumers. That's why we grow. That's what inspired us to grow. Uh, I really enjoy getting just, just a nice little buzz, just getting in the zone. You know what I mean? Just a little stony focus, get baked a little bit, and then go in the grow and put on some music and just get in the zone and get work done. But then sometimes I'll come out and I'll be like, huh, I don't even know what I just did for the past four hours in the grow. Make some notes, do some documentation, set yourself up for success. That way, if you do something, you, you got a note like, hey, I did this and this and this. And the next time you want to do great results, you got some notes. You say, I did this and this and this. It works just the same when you're marking down your equipment. When did I buy these bulbs? When did I buy this carbon filter? When did I install whatever equipment I'm using? When did I buy that air conditioner? All that stuff, write it down. Keep your receipts also because uh, when shit breaks and you want to argue with them for their warranty, you're going to need that receipt. Where am I on this list? I've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, mark all your dates and new stuff down somewhere easy to find, either on a clipboard on the door or put duct tape on the gear that you're marking the date. Uh, the filters and the emitters on your hydro setup, those need to be cleaned. I've talked about that already. They need to be cleaned in a big commercial environment. I was cleaning those almost every day. We would walk through uh, as we we're watering, walk the rows and make sure all of the emitters are spraying. And if one's not spraying, you'd have a little bucket or a little uh, dish with more emitters in your hand. You just pull one out, uh, put pull the dead one out, put the fresh one in. And then we'd go put those dirty emitters in a bucket with either like rubbing alcohol or Fizan or H2O2, something just to kind of pre-clean them. And then later in the day, somebody would go and poke them, clean them up, put those in the clean bin. Then you got new fresh ones tomorrow so that when you find all the dead emitters, just replace them. And that's because we used a bunch of chunky nutrients. Some of the stuff we were using, uh, the carbonaria and the shine together would really clog up the hydro system. So we'd really have to do some cleaning on that. I am kind of rambling. Let's get myself back on focus. Um, Clean all of the equipment. You know the equipment in the room. Clean that shit. Clean all of it. Then clean all of your tools, um, your pH pen. Clean it. It's dirty. It's really funky. All your scissors, they're dirty. Clean them. Uh, just take out the trash. Clean all of the stuff. You know what is dirty. You know what's funky. Uh, do you have, let's see, let me get myself back on notes because I do have some notes here. Clean the ceiling. Start at the ceiling. Uh, you may not think the ceiling's dirty. It is. Clean the ceiling. Clean the walls. Clean the floor. Uh, everything in between there give it a clean. Is the dosatron working properly? I know that's a big, uh, big facility device, but let's test that thing. Is it working properly? Let's go in and make sure like if you've got this bottle set up to spit seven milliliters per dosing every time, just pull out the emitter and see if it's actually spitting out. However many milliliters you think it's actually spitting out, test the dosatron. Let's see if all the auto, uh, auto automated equipment automated was the word I'm looking for. I promise. See if all of the automated feeding equipment is working. Is all of the automation working? We pay a lot of money for automation. We pay a lot of money to rely on that stuff. Is it working the way we think it is working? Let's test all of those things. Anything you think you've got set to cycle on or cycle off at a certain time, have you checked it in a while? Have you checked the timers? Are the timers where you think they are? Sometimes you think that you change that fan to come on at a certain time and go off at a certain time when you change the timer, but maybe you missed a fan or something. Check on all of that stuff. I'm just double checking because it's the first of the month. It is a good time to make a checklist and run through and make sure you've got everything because, again, we do get overloaded as growers. We also smoke a little bit of ganja, so we do have a tendency to miss some details. So I'm just trying to make a list to help you out to set you up for success.
Now, what else are we going to think about? Um, the Are the drains clear? I've got the luxury in a commercial environment to have a floor drain. Are all those drains clear? Do they need to be clear? Do we need to run a snake down there? Do we need to get a plumber? Do we need some help getting those drains cleared? How are the drains? Now, let's talk about stuff that everybody's got going on in their grow. The scissor and mix area. I've got a little table where I keep my scissors and all my mixing stuff and my notes. Is that area cleaned up? Is that clean and tidy? You can get more work done if you've got a nice area. Set yourself up for success. Don't have all kinds of excessive shit on your workspace. If you use these bottles, maybe have these bottles right here. Have some notes here on how to use them. Have your measuring equipment. Have some scissors. Have like uh, some towels or some rags to clean up some messes. Have your safety equipment. But then you don't really need a lot of other, you don't need a bunch of excessive shit around. It just makes, it's distracting and it makes messes and it will slow you down. So is your area clean? How about your scissors and your mixing cups? Are they clean? I use a scale for powdered nutrients. Is your scale for measuring nutrients clean? Is it calibrated? That's something important to think about. Is that scale calibrated? Because I'm using that to measure uh, five grams of powdered nutrients per gallon of water. If that thing is off, then I am not feeding properly at all, which we can double check with our EC and our pH meters. Are those clean and calibrated? Those need attention as well. Um, something we may not think about, but I think needs attention are the smoke alarms, the smoke detectors and uh, carbon monoxide detectors. Have they been tested? Are they working? Are they in good working condition? Those are going to possibly save a life. So fire alarms, uh, CO2 alarms, and then you need that fire extinguisher. If you do have a fire, hopefully you've got a fire extinguisher. Check that bad dog. Do you know how to use the fire extinguisher? Having it is one thing. Knowing how to use it is another thing. Do you know how to use it? Are you ready to use it? Are you going to shit your pants and freak out? Or you're going to pull the pin, aim toward the bottom of the fire, and spray and burst in a sweeping motion. Which one are you going to do? Do you know how to use that? So be ready for that. Then how about a first aid kit? I don't want you to get hurt in your grow. I really hope you don't. I've been cutting grows before. I've seen people have problems in grows. If you have a basic first aid kit, it can really help you out. Many of you may be in a place where you shouldn't be growing. What's going to happen if you're growing some ganja and you cut your finger or you get pH down in your eye and you need some emergency medical help? Do you have a plan? Who are you going to call? Hopefully Ghostbusters is in your neighborhood. Maybe you got a friend that can back you up. Maybe you're not able to call 911 and say, hey, I'm working in my weed garden in my basement and I got pH down in my eye. I need some help. You may have to call a friend and guide them to you and get some help and say, hey, I got to get to the doctor, but we can't let them know what's going on here. Have a plan in place if some shit like that is a possibility. Who are you going to call? Uh, luckily, we've got all these devices. I've got my iPhone where I can open it up. I can unlock it really easily without too much uh, complication and I can speak to it to give it commands to who to call for me. Maybe if you don't have that sort of device, you got to figure out some sort of backup plan of what you're going to do if shit does go wrong. You got to have somebody in mind that can get to you and help you out before the police get there. That may be something you need. I don't want anything to go wrong, but I want you to have a plan if it does. A basic first aid kit could really help you out. Uh, you've got some band-aids, some gauze, uh, some tape in there, maybe a tourniquet or something. I'm not sure what you might need, but a basic first aid kit could really help you out. Speaking of basic first aid, how about personal protective equipment? A lot of us are applying pesticides or doing some sort of spray applications in our grow. Have you cleaned your respirator? Do you know how to clean your mask properly? Have you been properly trained or have you read how to clean your respirator and your mask? Are your cartridges up to date? You've got to have the proper cartridges in your mask and they've got to be uh, new and not expired and not have too many miles on them 
or you're basically just wearing that mask for discomfort. So you keep your carts up to date and keep your mask clean. Also, how about your suits? Are you using fresh Tyvek suits every time? You're not supposed to recycle those suits. Please. Basically, you guys clean everything. This is just basically a responsibility checklist that I'm just trying to remind you to clean everything. We've gotten to the scissors, the pH equipment, the measuring equipment. How about your measuring cups? I've also got measuring cups and shot glasses that I use to measure nutrients. Clean those. It doesn't take very long. Pour a cleaner in there, hit it with a rag, let it dry. Next time you need to use it, it's nice and clean and nice and shiny. It makes you feel good. The grow looks good. You've set yourself up for success. It's one less problem you're going to have in the future, one less thing slowing you down when you're trying to get work done. Let me catch my breath and see where I am in the notes. How long has it been since you've cleaned your sprayer? Whatever you were spraying your plants with, how long has it been since you've actually given that thing a good cleaning? I've got a handheld pump sprayer. and the commercial grow, we use paint sprayers. Sometimes those will need maintenance. The handheld sprayer, you need to run some clean water through it and clean that hose out. There might be stuff stuck in the tubes and you don't want to spray the wrong product on your plants at the wrong time. If you think you've mixed up this and there's still some of the last previous spray left in the tubes, that could cause problems. The paint sprayers can be a pain in the ass. They oftentimes need reprimed and they definitely need to be cleaned out very frequently. So keep your paint sprayer up to speed by just general maintenance. There are a lot of good videos. I found that almost every brand paint sprayer, I think the one that we like the most is the Graco. They've got a great uh, YouTube presence where you can read about repriming and cleaning all those machines really easily. They don't pay me to talk about that, but I think it's really helpful for you. If you've got, the, I think it's Graco is the name of the brand, the blue one, right? I can see it in my head. I've got the image in my head, but I can't think of the name of the brand. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Graco. Uh, if you go to YouTube and type in Graco paint sprayer, all the info you need is right there. They'll teach you how to take it apart and rebuild it, and you can do it in just a couple of hours. Save yourself a lot of money on a maintenance plan from that company because they'll come fix it for you, but you can do it yourself. It's really easy, and you don't want to wait for them. If you need to spray today, you need that shit fixed, and they take a week to come. So yeah, just fix it yourself. All the videos are right there on YouTube. So take care of your paint sprayer. Clean that bitch out if that's what you're using. A lot of people will tell me that a paint sprayer isn't the way to go. It's very effective for me. I like what I'm doing with that. If you're using a fogger, now is definitely the time to clean out your fogger. Uh, clean that shit up. Is it time to do a dump run? Um, we are approaching harvest season right now. People are going to have a lot of sticks, a lot of stems, a lot of root balls, a lot of leftover junk that they don't need from the grow. Where's that going to go? If you've got an indoor grow and you're pulling down crops every couple of months, where are all those sticks and root balls and leftover? Where's all that shit going? Is it time for you to do a dump run? Sometimes my garage builds up a little bit of a mess. It is all grow waste and grow trash. I wait till I've got a nice pile. Then we do a dump run. We just take it all to the dump at one time. Uh, instead of doing just a bunch of small runs, we take it all at once. But is it time? Is it time for you to do a dump run? Have you been building up a bunch of stuff? That big pile is going to contribute to uh, where bugs can hide. If you've had a pest problem and you threw all that shit out in the garage, out in the backyard, the bugs are building there and they're going to work their way back into your grow eventually. Let's get rid of all of that trash, that old root ball stuff, those old sticks. Do you need to do a dump run? All right, maybe it is time for a dump run. Where are we on my list of good stuff here? Now we are to the part that should be obvious to a lot of people. 
but gets often overlooked. It is time to clean and calibrate our pH meters. Those pH meters need to be calibrated approximately once a week. It should have a check mark on it that shows you that it is calibrated. It only takes a couple of minutes to calibrate it, especially once you get good at it. If you do it every week, you'll get out your seven solution and your four solution, and you'll be able to go bloop, 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 and you'll get them calibrated in just a couple of minutes. It won't take you time at all. One thing I do recommend is having more than one calibration standard available. So if you've got the four solution and the seven solution, maybe have another bottle of the seven solution and test them to each other. After you take it out of the seven, put it in the other seven and see if they both read seven. That way you know that one of your solutions isn't bad and you are properly calibrated. So it's time to clean and calibrate your pH pen, your pH meter, however cheap, however expensive it is, now's a good time to clean it. Remember, if the pH meter dries, it dies. So make sure you keep it moist, keep it clean. It will work much better for a much longer time. Also, the uh, EC pens, your uh, condu electrical conductivity or your uh, TDS meter, whichever one you're using, the PPM, EC, uh, there are a lot of meters you can use. Clean that one also. It'll work much better and last much longer if you clean it. I don't think those need much calibration, but do clean that. How about nutrient inventory? If it is the first of the month, it is a good time to do a nutrient inventory. Shake your bottles. What are you low on? Do you need to go buy some stuff? Do you need to order some things? Do you need to restock on stuff? It is a really good time to check and see what you might need. Look through the rest of the month in your growth schedule and say, we're going to feed this, we're going to feed this, we're going to feed this. Do I have that stuff? So then when it comes time to mix in your bloom booster, you don't grab the bottle and go, oh, I should have ordered that a week ago. Let's order it now. That way we've got all of the stuff we need throughout the grow and there are no surprises, uh, no late fucking products, no missing products in our reservoir. We've got everything we need. Let's just order the shit right now. Uh, if we're going to order nutrients, how about pesticide inventory? What pesticide products do you use? Is it time to order more pesticides? I just say, shake the bottles. I just go down and just shake the bottles. And if one feels light, I write it down and order another one. It's that easy. Don't let yourself run out of shit. It's your grow. You're responsible for it. You know what you're going to need. You're the one that's going to order it. You're the one going to use it. Get that shit now. Make it easy. It's the first of the month. Reinvest some of your last harvest back into the next harvest. Try to make the next grow better every single time. So what about other basic inventory? What are other things that I always need to order for my grows? Gloves. We are constantly ordering gloves. How many pair of gloves do you go through a day in your garden? It's not a big math equation. Think about how long you're in there and how many times you change gloves. Multiply that by however many times a week you're in the grow. Multiply that times four. That's a month. That's how many pairs of gloves you go through in a month. How many boxes do you need? Let's order them now so that we don't have to sit around and wait for gloves to come when we do need them. It's really easy to order gloves. A lot of people like to wear a mask, especially the trimmers. Let's order all the masks. Uh, masks, that's a fun word. Order all of the shit that you think you need. I don't know what you need in your grow, but let's order it now. I go through a lot of clone plugs, like a lot of rapid rooters. I go through a lot of plant tags, um, just basic things that I know I'm going to need. I try to order that stuff on the first. That way it comes, I have to make one trip to the grow store or I get one big box from Amazon, saves on shipping, saves on moving around, just makes it so much easier to do one big monthly order. All right, now here's another thing we're gonna segue into that a lot of people may have overlooked. Let's double check our security. What do you have going on for your security? The first thing I recommend is just if wherever you're growing, whatever building it is in, if you're growing in a, in a room inside of a house, Let's just check the security. Walk around outside, just see, are there any light leaks? Do you hear any fans? Do you smell anything? 
Is there anything that would tip you off that there is a grow inside of that room or that building? Because if you can find it, that means that thieves, that means it snitches, and that means that cops can find that grow as well. And we don't want those folks finding our grows. So be very careful. Walk around. See if you can see any light leaking out of your grow. Do you smell anything? Do you hear fans? Do you hear any sort of air conditioning? Do you hear shit cycling? Is it weird? Do you feel vibrations from the blowers? Just go check outside. If you're growing like in a big building, walk around the whole building. If you're growing in a room inside of a building, check that outside of that area and then check like if you're growing in the room adjacent to this one, sit in this room and see if you hear or smell or see anything that would alert you to a grow in the other room. Just double check your security, then check your safety. Is that all locked up? Is there a way for anybody to get in there? People often forget that when you put an air conditioner in the window, all I got to do is push that air conditioner in and I'm in your grow. It's, it's a hint that it's there and it's an entryway. So keep that shit in mind when you're building your rooms. Don't give me too many access points and give me too many hints. People are out there and they're trying to get shit from you. It's a weird time right now and people are going fucking crazy for anything they can get. Protect yourself. So check your security. Do you have security cameras? Do you have security camera footage? Do you have backups of your security camera footage? Do you have all your cameras set up the way that they need to be? Then think about where all of that camera footage is going. Is that saved somewhere within your house? Is it on a DVR in your house where that DVR could possibly be stolen? Or is it backed up somewhere to the internet to where it's stored in a cloud and a server to where that uh, footage is always accessible and can't be taken away from you. Another detail I would think about is how long has it been since you've changed your security codes and passwords and who has keys? If you've got a facility with a gate, maybe you had to give keys to uh, an electrician, maybe an HVAC tech has a key, maybe an old employee has a key. Think about where those keys are. Also, who has passcodes to your alarm system? Who has passcodes to your cameras? Who has any sort of passwords or codes to anything. Think about that. Now may be the time to do that thing where you log out of all devices, change your password and log back in. Now may be the time to do that sort of stuff, especially if you had any firing, rehiring, uh, any breakups, any shifts, uh, any uh, rifts in the matrix. Now may be the time to change passwords and do some sort of security upgrades, things like that. You never know what people are up to, especially now. Things are weird, you guys. So back up your security footage, change your security passwords and security codes, just because we don't know. Maybe also change any locks that may need to be changed. Now let's talk about some other things that you may need to think about. Uh, do you have MSDS sheets? MSDS sheets are very important in my opinion. Uh, if you were to uh, get a product in your eye or accidentally think that uh, the pH down was kombucha and you pick it up and take a drink of it, you got to go to the hospital. They're going to want to know all of the information about all of the products you may have exposed yourself or consumed. Uh, have an MSDS sheet for all of your products. Whenever in a commercial grow, we're required to have a folder of MSDS sheets. Anytime we get a new product, like if this was a grow product, this is just a bottle of water, but if this was uh, a nutrient, as soon as it came into the grow, I would put it on the table and I would go to the internet and I would type in this product MSDS sheet and I would print that MSDS sheet out and put it in a folder and it would be alphabetically in a folder that sits on a desk with the pesticide logs and a few other important logs. In a commercial grow, we are required to have those sheets for every product that is inside of the facility. In your personal grow, it would just be a good idea just in case something does go wrong just to have that product there, uh, that product MSDS sheet there available for you. The other thing I would have is a spray log. 
in commercial environments, we're required to write down every pesticide application we spray. We write down what room we sprayed, what products we sprayed, how much of that product was applied. Uh, we write down the EPA number. We write down the number of the employee who sprayed that. They've got an EPA number and a training number as well. Uh, there are a lot of details that go along with the spray product. So I recommend a spray log, even in your personal grow. This will help you out for a couple of reasons. If I don't want you to get sick, I don't want you to spray pesticides in your eyes, I don't want you to get any sort of rash, but if you do and you've got that pesticide log and the MSDS sheet, you've got some hints, some clues. If we've got to take you to the hospital because you're in anaphylactic shock, those two things may help me out to figure out how to save your life. So the MSDS sheet and the spray log, I think are very important even in a personal grow. Just consider those MSDS sheets and those spray logs as part of the notes that you should be taking anyway. You should be taking copious notes with your grow. You should be making a nice journal. If things go right, you're going to want to be able to repeat that process. And if you've got good notes, then you know exactly what you did and you can repeat it. If you just guess, you're just guessing. Who knows if we're going to get it right again next time? It's not like uh, grandma's cake recipe or grandma's breakfast recipe. You can't just guess and throw some of this shit in there. It might work, but it's not going to be the same every single time. If you have notes, if you've got documentation, we can repeat the process. And in a commercial environment, that's what's required is a repeatable and provable process with quantifiable results. Now, let me move forward. Here's another thing that uh, most growers may not think about, but once you get a little bit more advanced, maybe I think about it because I'm a business owner and I work in big commercial industry grows. How about an expense report? How much are you spending on your grow? Are you documenting your monthly electrical bill? Are you documenting your monthly water bill? Are you documenting how much you spend on nutrients? Are you documenting how much you spent on soil? Are you documenting how much you spent on the equipment and setting up the grow? Are you considering your time and energy? Are you paying yourself? Are you documenting how many hours a week or a month you spend in that grow space? Let's just start writing down an expense report. How much are we spending? How much time are we putting into this? Then let's also keep good notes on the harvest reports. Write down every gram you harvest. Anything that you pull out of there, let's document that as well. Then over time, you'll have a couple of quantifiable reports. You can see what you're spending. You can see if you're spending more or less than when you started, and you can see if you're pulling more or less product than when you started, and you can see if you are improving or if you're getting worse. Maybe then you can find areas to improve. Once you start taking notes, you start seeing like, oh, I could have done this better, could have done this better. Last time we did this and we didn't get as much herb. This time we did this, we got more. You can start seeing those things. So start taking copious notes. I really think that having a journal and taking a lot of notes is really important. Then when you see that cost and expense sheet, then you really see like, oh, I used to spend uh, 300 bucks. I don't know. I'm just guessing how much a week or a month you might spend. I used to spend 300 bucks a month on herb. And since I spent 1200 bucks on building that grow, that means that if I spend, if I make enough herb for four months worth of herb, then I've paid off all my equipment. Everything after that, I'm just kind of paying for electricity and water and my energy. Then you know, like I've paid off the equipment. Now maybe I can upgrade to a new light. It, just, it really will help you out once you start seeing like what you're putting in and what you're getting out of it. You'll want to improve at that rate. So I really think that the expense report is just part of the basic grow journaling. If you're taking a lot of details and taking notes, that expense report will fall right in line with the rest of your notes. Maybe it's just another page. Maybe it's another part of the spreadsheet. However you're doing it, I think once you get comfortable and used to it, it'll just be another part of 
the documentation which you are keeping. Another thing that I think is important is to have goals and plans. If you've got that expense sheet, it will help you set goals and it will help you make plans. How do you know you're reaching any goals? How do you know you're successful if you never wrote down any goals and made any plans? We all want to grow some weed, right? If you get a harvest, that's cool. That's success. But how do you know that the next harvest is better? How do you know that the next one is better? Let's have some goals. Let's have some plans. Write down a schedule. I'm going to plant this many seeds at this day. I'm going to put them into small pots this day. Then they're going to go into bigger pots this day. I intend to flower on this day. Leave yourself some openings, some windows, like maybe the plants don't grow as fast as you need it, or maybe they grow faster, but try to have an idea, a schedule. I've been growing so long that when we go to a commercial grow, I can look at the height, I can look at the space, and I can say, here is the schedule. We're going to need nine weeks of flower. That means it nine weeks in the flower room, that's undeniable. That's what we need. So they've got to flower nine weeks in here. How big can I get them uh, by the time they're done? How big do I have to get them in here before I flower them to max them out at their maximum height in this room before we're done? That tells me how many weeks we can veg. So I just automatically start thinking uh, two weeks in the cloner, two weeks in small pots, three weeks in big pots. Then we move them into the flower room. It'll work perfectly. I just start scheduling. I make a plan. And then we stick to those plans and schedules and create routines and rhythms and standard operating procedures. The way to do that is to have some goals and have some plans. And if you're working with multiple people, it is really important to get all of those people on the same plan. Make sure everybody knows uh, the goal and make sure everybody knows they're part of the puzzle to reach that goal. If everybody thinks they're a trimmer, nobody's going to water plants. If everybody thinks they're watering plants, nobody's going to defoliate. Make sure everybody knows their role. The easiest way to do that is to find somebody that can be the leader, that knows everything that needs to be done, that can delegate all of the jobs for the day. So have some goals, have some plans, create objectives, have an expense sheet, but most importantly in that grow, have a bunch of fun. I know I just gave you a bunch of tasks, a bunch of assignments, a bunch of shit to think about, but most importantly, go in there and have fun. But it's, I think it's easier to have fun when we set ourselves up for success. And that's what I'm trying to help you do here is set yourself up for success. If you go in that grow and all of the equipment works smoothly, everything just runs, you push that button and all the processes happen and the plants go shebang, you'll be encouraged to be in there more often. It feels good. You'll want to grow, grow more, which means you'll be touching the things more. You'll be paying attention. You'll be learning, which means you'll want to grow more. It'll just trigger. It'll just trigger more inspiration. You'll get better and better and better. Put a little work into it and watch how much it inspires you. That's all it takes. You'll see that you can accomplish small goals. You'll want to hit bigger goals every day. All right, I think that concludes my first of the month garden checklist. I hope I taught you some things. I hope I inspired you to do some things. Maybe you're typing out this list as we go. Uh, you're going to have to listen a couple more times and keep up because I feel like I was going quite quickly for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers and growers, clone cutters and pollen chuckers, I want to thank you once again for listening to episode 677 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love to hear from you. The email address is hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Also, if you feel like the show was educational, informative, or entertaining, maybe you like to throw me a buck just because you learned a couple of things, all you have to do is visit www 
patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need to support the show is right there on the screen. And again, I do invite you to join the Discord server. That link is in the show notes and the video description. Any other information you need, you can find it iregenetics.com. There's a link to the Patreon. There's a link to the Discord. There's a link to seed vendors. There's a lot of great information at iregenetics.com. Com. All right, that is all I've got for you. You know I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout-out to my buddy Johnny Canaseed. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me. Oh.